Storm Bowling Products, the Bowlers Company, presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Tim Berg and Kendall Miles. Above180.com's Tim Berg and Storm's web content manager and former collegiate bowler at Weber International University, Kendall Miles, are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Tim and Kendall. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Brent Boho. Brent bowled collegiately at St. Ambrose University. He's also a former member of Junior Team USA, and Brent is now out competing on the PBA Tour. Brent, it's Tim Berg and Kendall Miles here. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you very much for having me, guys. All right, Brent, well, you had your best week as a PBA Tour member at the Masters in Las Vegas with your sixth-place performance. What went right for you in Vegas, and how can you build on this experience moving forward? Yeah, I think because it was so tricky, uh, I talked to the ball reps after game two. I was actually minus 30 after two games, and I went up and talked to Steve Jacobs, who is our 900 global ball rep, and he said, Brent, they are hard everywhere. They're hard for everyone. Just do what you're best at. Like you'll find you'll find the best score doing what you're best at because they're hard everywhere and they were pretty flat. So I just kind of went in and uh, got my hand around it and stuck to that game plan the whole rest of the 13 games in qualifying. So um, and again, Brand, I, I was I was had the pleasure of watching the ball up close and yes, phenomenal performance. They were very difficult as I did bowl myself. So please elaborate on the game plan you're, you mentioned because, again, you know, as myself, I unfortunately went about 60 or 50 under, so I didn't have the week I was looking for. But for the people listening and, and did bowl as well, what was the game plan that you stuck to or elaborate on that? Um, well, for the fresh squad, so I had fresh the first two days. I just – I kind of – I was in urethane the first two games and – was you know grinding with 180s 190 and i just knew that wasn't going to be enough so i went way inside um with a dark code and put my hand kind of off the side of it just so i could get it through the fronts easily and get it to uh hook down lane basically and that's kind of the game plan i stuck to on the fresh at least was just get as left as i can and uh, get away from kind of where everyone else was and kind of be in my own zone. And then on the burn, I actually shined up a urethane ball. I shined up a storm fast pitch. And instead of lofting it, um, which is what the majority of the people did, was everyone went way left and was in front of the ball return. I kind of stayed in the middle part of the lane and threw a shined up urethane ball and kind of just uh, shimmed the pocket and kept it in front of me as much as I could. And we mentioned you you uh, you bowled collegiately for four years at St. Ambrose. Talk about some of your collegiate bowling experience and how you're able to use that competing when you go out on the national stage at these events like the Masters and, and everything else. I think, well, I think the biggest part of college bowling that gets you prepared is just the match play portion and, like, the pressure you feel having not just yourself that's counting on you but a whole team counting on you is I feel like it's so much it, – it takes off the pressure a little bit because you know you got guys behind you, but it adds a little bit more pressure because you know seven other guys are counting on you to get up and throw this shot. So I think the importance of bowling and match play in college is huge and getting used to those pressure situations, I feel like 
helped me a lot throughout the week, uh, especially in going into match play, just being used to feeling that kind of pressure. Awesome. So what's a little bit of advice you do have for players as they are exiting their college careers and, and heading out of the PBA sport? Do you have some success on, you know, Team USA level, the regional level, and now success on PBA level? You know, what's a little bit of advice you have for those players that maybe want to kind of follow in your footsteps and want to find success, you know, past college bowling? I'd say start at the regional level. Like, if you can, if you have another – uh, if you have a regional close to you, go and bowl just to see where you're at. And at that regional, take as many notes as you can. You know, find find where the local pros are playing and what they're doing. And, I mean, they're typically going to be playing the lanes correctly. And just see see where you're at. And then, you know, if you bowl well, maybe you're ready for a national tournament. If you don't bowl well, Take as many notes as you can and go back and practice, practice, practice on whatever you think you need to work on based off that regional. I think the regional system we have in place is the best way to, for people to really see where they're at between college and the PBA. And Brent, you finished your your bowling career. I'm assuming you graduated in 2019 as well. I, I, that's when I saw you bowled. Was that is that a fair statement? That was your last year of co- of college. You you graduated with your degree at that point as well. Yes, I graduated in 2019. Okay, so you graduate. Boom, coronavirus. The pandemic hits. There isn't really much of a tour in 20. What's a guy like you do, and how did you make it through that? I mean, there's still some stuff to bowl. It depended on where you lived, and, and I know a lot of guys went to the states that were more open than others during that uh, that year, 2020. At least in the summer, there were some things uh, to bowl. But how did you handle that? And then um, just talk about what was your, was your plan all along after college to um, to try your hand on the tour? Yeah, so at least during COVID, um, I – Definitely try to stay as active as I could. Uh, I had a little home gym set up for myself, and I tried to, you know, work out as much as I could. I tried to get into the bowling alley as much as I could. Uh, My home center in Wisconsin, which is where I was with my family during lockdown, uh, opened their doors to me once in a while as much as I could um, so that I could go practice. So I probably got in a little more practice than some people did, uh, but... Yeah, it was so weird. I mean, we, uh, the day I left, we were at uh, the World Series in Vegas, and I left Vegas, and the next day, basically, everything shut down. They stopped pulling match play then at the World Series, and I just stayed at home then, uh, and we were kind of stuck there. So it was, just, it was definitely a weird, weird time um, because I was – I mean, I was, I was just excited to bowl everything. I was um, rookie season on tour, just ready to learn as much as possible, and then everything shut down, and I had to basically reassess where I was uh, bowling-wise, definitely. And I think that was pretty tough on, on everybody, especially as bowlers, and we were itching you know, to get back at it. Um, but as you're aware, college bowling nationals is around the corner, and I think that you know, my favorite statement is you're going to cry at Nationals whether you lose or you win because it's such a passionate, such a fun time um, in the sport of bowling. Share with us, I'm going to spot here a little bit, share with us one of your favorite college bowling memories that you just love to relive when you can. Oh, I think every bus ride 
was the best part. I mean, you have basically your core group of friends that you spend every time with, and you're just stuck together in a little confined space on the bus for three, four, five hours, whatever it is. I mean, people were playing games, we're just talking about life, we're eating food, we're just enjoying each other's company, which was, I think, the best part of college bowling is you you grow into a family with your team, especially if you have, you know, similar people who are on the team for all four years with you. I mean, you're spending basically every moment with those people. So you just grow into a family. So those bus rides, I think, are some of the best experience I had in college, for sure. Brent, uh, how did you, uh, two-handed game has been around now for a number of years. How did you get into, was that your original delivery? Is that something how you just started or how, how walk us through how you, how that became your, um, your, your way of bowling, the only way you know? So when I was young, uh, I just wanted to bowl with a heavier ball because I was stubborn. So I used two hands to just kind of granny it down the lane. And I just kind of stuck with it, kind of, you know, that's when I was very, very young. And, like, when I got into leagues, I just stuck with the two-handed style. And so I could actually uh, use the use the 15-pound ball at a younger age and uh, just learned how to hook it two-handed and just went from there. So I've always, always been two-handed since a very young age. And that has definitely uh, led you to quite a career so far. You know, and speaking of that, off of your Masters um, run, you just came off of sixth-place finish. I mean, absolutely phenomenal bowling, especially with as tough as they are. You know, you had the pleasure of bowling the match right before uh, the TV show when it's a four-for-three. So, I mean, you've got A.J. Johnson. You've got all these phenomenal players you're competing against. What was your mindset? And walk us through what that was like to kind of bowl for your first national TV show. Oh, it was so nerve-wracking. I, I I knew what I had on the line, and it was very nerve-wracking. Uh, I don't think the nerves even played that much part in, like, me not having success in that match that I wanted to. I think it just came down to not great bowling. Um, but, I mean, it was so exciting. I, I mean, as an athlete, you live for moments like that. So I was just – I was ecstatic to be in that situation, but nervous – for what could happen and uh, I mean it, it wasn't the result I wanted obviously but it was uh, it was amazing just to be in that situation and to have put myself in that situation I, would, I felt incredibly blessed to to be there so as someone who is trying their hand out on the tour we always hear there's a huge there's that transition from you know it's just an it's another level um let's talk what are some of the big differences that you see though uh, you know can you explain that what that level is whether it's a transition whether it's just the competition whether it's a combination whether it's a patterns what are some of the things that you're working on and continuing to uh, to grow in as a player out there well i think college bowling in a way like at least pattern wise and ball selection wise isn't at all close to the tour i mean college bowling we you don't bowl on as much oil, and typically the moves are ball down, ball down, ball down, ball down, ball down, and you're only allowed five or six balls. On tour, everyone's drilling. Everyone's got walking into the bowling alley with 12 balls, 
and most of the time you're throwing the high-end balls, um, the phase two, you know, the the dark the dark code that I got through. In college, I was throwing a lot of, like, hustle inks and a lot of low-end stuff. I threw some urethane, and there are very few times where that's in play uh, on the PBA Tour. So I'd say definitely transition and ball-wise, it's very different and a huge learning curve going from college to the PBA. I mean, just how quickly the lanes transition. I mean, we don't even bowl with that many people on a pair on tour, but they go, they transition so much quicker than college because everybody has a 450 rev rate, basically. I mean, barring a few people, but I feel like I'm, I'm close to 450 and I feel like I'm middle of the pack if best, uh, rep rate wise on tour. So, you know, just depending on who you're following, you can have to go into a completely new game plan game to game, which is not typically what you see in college. Awesome. So again, I I think that's some fantastic advice, especially for, um, for our, our, our listeners that are are wanting to get back on that stage. And again, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of give you on the spot here. So, so walk us through those first initial tournaments because, again, I think that that transition is quite tough, and I think that the getting discouraged for a lot of those players is very real, and I, I don't want that to happen to them. So, you know, as you're, you're stepping, you're getting your feet wet on the first couple of national events, you know, walk us through kind of what that was like and how you were able to persevere to get to the point where, you know, you were moments away from making your first major telecast. Well, I just kind of went into the tour in general with the mindset of I got to learn until I'm able to win. And, you know, that might be a year one for people or that might be year two for people, but that might be year six or seven for some people. I mean, it it takes some people a while to be to fully learn what you need to do. So I just went into the mindset of, well, I mean, if I if I don't bowl well, I have to learn every week. Every week, I learn something. Then I go practice that when we can. So I just didn't go in with, you know, huge expectations of I'm going to walk in here and, you know, beat these guys. I went in with, well, I'm going to learn, and I'm going to beat these guys, whether it be right now or whether it be, you know, a year from now, two years from now. It's going to happen. I just have to give myself time and be able to learn everything I need to learn out here. And Brent, my final question, we have a lot of uh, folks listening. They're, they're looking for that uh, college program that's right for them. They're, they're wanting to bowl in college. What's your advice for them regarding uh, picking a school and finding a school that fits with what they're looking for and what their bowling, their collegiate bowling goals are along with their education goals? I'd say first off, you know, at least my advice personally, don't go to a program where you're immediately going to be the best player. I feel like that makes it the hardest to learn uh, what you need to get better at. I, I mean, I went somewhere uh, at St. Ambrose where I was barely on varsity my freshman year, and I came into a group of people where I could learn immediately. Like, I was not the best player. So I had to learn. I had to get better. And if you're if you walk in and you're the best player, I just feel like there's a level of maybe cockiness or or confidence that you know maybe you don't need to learn as much. Whereas if you're not the best, all you want to do is learn. So what I went I just went through 
you know, the top colleges and uh, found what colleges had my degree and toured, you know, four or five schools with my degree that had good bowling programs and settled on St. Ambrose from there. Well, great stuff, Brent. want to thank you for being here today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight Podcast. All the best of luck out there. We'll be keeping our eye on you and and, um, and now a little bit of a break for the tour, but we'll be uh, watching you and things pick back up here soon. Thank you guys very much for having me.